From the New York Hilton overlooking the Avenue of the Americas in New York City, this is Radio Rotary. Hello everyone and welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People sharing ways to improve your life. This is Jonah Trebowasser, and today we are coming to you from the annual meeting of the New York State Bar Association. We'll be talking about the importance of civic education to all Americans right after these important messages. Alone, our reach is limited. No matter how great our intentions, on our own, we can only stretch so far. But at Rotary, we believe the right group of people working together can make our communities, our world, a better place. Rotary is a worldwide network of community volunteers dedicated to helping people in need. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. My name is Jonah Trebowasser, and I'm coming to you today from the New York Hilton Hotel overlooking the Avenue of the Americas and the annual meeting of the New York State Bar Association. And I am truly delighted to have with me two outstanding practitioners of the law, and we're going to be talking about civic education in America and why it's important to you and to your kids and to your grandchildren. Our first guest I'd like to introduce is the past president of the New York State Bar Association attorney, a. Thomas Levin, known by his friends as Tom Levin. Tom, good morning and welcome to Radio Rotary. Morning, General. Thank you. And with Tom Levin is uh, another outstanding practitioner of law, a, the chairman of the Law, Youth, and Citizenship Committee of the New York State Bar, an attorney and an educator, Rich Bader. Good morning, Rich. Welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning, Joan. It's a pleasure to be here. So before we talk about civic education, let's talk a little bit about what the New York State Bar Association is and what it does for both lawyers and the public. And no one better we can ask that than Tom Levin, past president. Tom? Sure. Thank you. Well, the State Bar Association is a voluntary organization of lawyers in New York State. We have about 72,000 members at the present time, and uh, it really has three principal functions. Um, one is to be an, an organization representative of lawyers and the interests of lawyers in the state. Uh, the second is to promote the administration of justice in the state and improve the legal and justice systems wherever possible. And uh, the third is to promote the rule of law, uh, which is basically what the Law, Youth, and uh, Citizenship Committee is all about, um, of uh, making sure that people understand the importance of the rule of law in civic education. You know, as an almost uh, lifelong member of the uh, State Bar, uh, both of us, you and I, know that it's so important for uh, the Bar Association to be out there to raise not only the educational level of lawyers around the state, but uh, professionalism, courtesy, uh, ethics. All these things, when you make a better lawyer, you have better uh, service to the public. Absolutely true. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help lawyers be better lawyers and uh, do more for their clients. And not only that, I know the State Bar has a very important uh, function. They have the Lawyer Referral Service, where you know people who may not ever need a lawyer in a lifetime suddenly want to buy a house or they have to do a will. They don't know any lawyers uh, personally or none of the family. The State Bar has a wonderful lawyer referral service. And uh, folks at home, the website for the State Bar is nysba.org. That's nysba.org. And get a pencil and paper. We'll repeat that in the second half of the show. So, Rich Bader, Chairman of the Law, Youth, and Citizenship Committee, uh, you're both an attorney and an educator. How'd that come about? 
I got my teaching certification in English when I was in college. Uh, my older sister, Tony, said, why don't you get your teaching certification? I was an English major. And I said, yeah, I'm thinking of doing that when I get my master's. She said, do it while you're an undergrad, because you can take as many credits as you want for the tuition. All so right. I did. Paid and off. And how did the law part come about? Well, I wanted to do, I, I, after I got out of college, I worked as a reporter and a writer in a variety of capacities, and I wanted to do something uh, that was intellectually challenging uh, for the length of a long career uh, with writing, and law school seemed to be the place to do it, and not to sound trite, but I also like to argue. <laughs> not, not for the fight, but for the construction of a logical argument. Yeah, so folks at home, if you have a child or a grandchild who likes to argue, send them to law school. That's what we do all day long. <laughs> Except when we're here together at the State Bar Convention in New York City, uh, when we all get along just fine and work for the betterment not only of the profession but of the public as well. So Rich Bader, Chair of the Law, Youth, and Citizenship Committee. Um, what has the LYC program done? Do And I should say that this is the 40th year for the uh, Law, Youth, and Citizenship Committee. So uh, they've had a wonderful track record. What kind of things do they do? Well, you took away my thunder. It's our 40th anniversary. It was established in 1974 by the Bar Association to promote civic and law-related education in New York's public and private schools. Uh, the LYC program assists educators uh, in preparing students pre-K through 12th grade for uh, a life as an active, engaged uh, citizen and who have knowledge and skills and civic attitudes that are fundamental to fl uh, flourishing, healthy democracy. Uh, the programs that we run, we run a statewide mock trial competition uh, in the high schools. We also run uh, through the Center for Civic Education. They have a We the People program, which is a uh, mock congressional. It culminates in a mock congressional hearing. There's curriculum on elementary school, middle school, and senior school on constitutional foundations, Bill of Rights, um, relating current events to uh, our Constitution. And it culminates in a constitutional, a mock con congressional hearing uh, competition, which the LYC runs on a statewide basis. You know, getting a little more into the mock trial aspect, which uh, all three of us uh, have been very much involved with, uh, Tom Levin, uh, past president of the State Bar, I know you've been very actively involved in the mock trial. Have you been a coach or a judge? Uh, no, you I... See these young people in action? I've been a judge and uh, participated in the program, and I come to the finals every year. Uh, in Albany, and it's just a marvelous experience seeing these uh, young people um, acting out the roles of uh, prosecution and defense lawyers and witnesses, and uh, just learning a little play acting and having some fun with uh, interesting problems. Well, the amusing thing that I noticed is, uh, number one, some of these kids are better than some of the lawyers I've seen in court. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the, the young ladies, the, the uh, uh, young women who are from the high schools are usually dressed to the nines, and the boys have borrowed dad's suit jacket, and the sleeve comes down to their knuckles. I mean, you can tell who, who owns a suit jacket and who doesn't. But they do a great job. You're right, Tom. 
They, they put a lot of time and effort into it. And the best witnesses I found, I always ask afterwards, I, I judge one of these things, when the witnesses are really superb, I say, come here, are you in the school play? He says, how'd you know? <laughs> so it's a, it's a great uh, outlet for the kids. And, you know, if your high school uh, listeners offers mock trial, encourage your children and grandchildren to take part in it. It's a terrific situation. So uh, you talked about the We the People um, competition a little bit, Rich Bader, chair of the uh, New York State Bar Association's Law, Youth, and Citizenship Committee. And that is not so much a trial as it's like a congressional hearing. Yeah, the students in the competition, they prepare a four-minute uh, statement that answers a question, a multi-part question about some issue of constitutional foundations or constitutional history or um, how, how the Bill of Rights has uh, been applied in real life. And then they do six minutes of follow-up questions that they answer to, totally unprepared, um, unrehearsed uh, that the panel of judges, and we get volunteers from the community who are actual judges, college professors, some high school uh, teachers, lawyers, um, who act as a panel for them. And the performance of these high school students is remarkable. It's, it's truly inspiring the grasp of uh, that they have for our fundamental constitutional principles. You know, you forget sometimes they're high school kids. They're so mature in their outlook and so mature and, and polished in their presentation, you forget that they're high school kids until the, after, as judges, we circulate from room to room, the kids stay where they are, and when you leave, you hear them all squealing and, and applauding <laughs> as if they were at a football game. Because this is a team spirit. This is a team uh, uh, event, and they really do uh, their schools proud. It's, it's a fantastic situation. So we're going to find out more about uh, the offerings of the Law, Youth, and Citizenship Committee in just a moment. But, you know, if people at home... Uh, Rich Bader want to know more about it. There's a website. Why don't they you should that? go to our website, uh, www.lycny.org. Give it. Give us that once again. That's uh, lycny.org. And folks, don't you know, get a pencil and paper. We will repeat that in the second half of the show. And we'll be back with our guests in just a moment. But first, let me remind our listeners: they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at RadioRotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebowasser, and we're coming to you from the annual meeting of the New York State Bar Association with my special guests, attorneys Tom Levin and Rich Bader. Radio Rotary is sponsored by JGS, your essential partner for all your accounting and business consulting needs. Call them at 845-692-9500 and by Salisbury Bank and Trust, your local bank for all your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com and by the Rotary Clubs of East Fishkill, Fishkill, Highland, Hyde Park, Kinderhook Dry Village, Millbrook, Nanuet, and Newburgh. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. Salisbury Bank and Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With locations throughout the tri-state region in Dutchess County, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, Salisbury Bank is your personal bank in your community. Making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Check us out at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. 
Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel. CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845-692-9500 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. My name is Jonah Trebowasser, and I'm coming to you from the annual meeting of the New York State Bar Association here at the Hilton Hotel overlooking beautiful 6th Avenue, known as the Avenue of the Americas, and I'm delighted to have with me two terrific guests, Rich Bader, the chair of the Law, Youth, and Citizenship Committee of the New York State Bar Association, and A. Thomas Levin, a prominent attorney and a person who is the past president of the New York State Bar. And, uh, you know, uh, both Tom and Rich are... are, uh, Listeners like to know a little bit about um, our guests. So, Tom, uh, you practice law out in Long Island? I do. I practice uh, primarily out of my firm's Garden City office. Uh, My practice is concentrated in representing local governments and uh, people who have problems with local governments, and I do uh, land use regulation. Right, and uh, you were president of the State Bar when? I was president of the State Bar in 2003-2004. I had been president of my county bar in 1991-92. And not willing to rest on your laurels, you've been extremely active ever since. Between your law practice and your bar activities, I don't know when you have the time to sleep. Uh, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) And Richie goes a little bit about your background and how you being both an educator and an attorney. Um, which do you like better? Let me put you on the spot. I like telling people I'm a teacher better sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, I still do both. I practiced law full-time for eight years, and I worked a little while for Albany Law School, but for the past 14 years I've been teaching uh, the New Visions Law and Government Program in Albany, which I get to... Uh, integrate everything, all of my experience, uh, my being an English teacher and the law work, the program integrates English with law, political science and economics and sets students up in internships. So uh, I really feel like I'm in the best of both worlds. Good. Now one of the big uh, aims of the Law, Youth and Citizenship Committee is the um, assurance that young people today will get a proper education in civics and citizenship. And you know, when I was a kid, and this goes back to the 50s, uh, we had the police officer come in and talk about, you know, uh, your friend the policeman. And the fire department fellow came in. They brought in a, an old-fashioned voting machine, which at the time wasn't old-fashioned. And you got to vote for your favorite uh, ice cream flavor, your favorite cartoon character, to expose kids to what it meant to be a citizen of the United States. Now, if you read the papers, you know that some of these things are considered frills. You know, everything is science and math. Like when the Sputnik went up, the first satellite went up, everyone was being pushed into engineering. And things like art and music were considered frills. And now I understand that social studies, that's, that's also happening. It's not being uh, emphasized as much as it has been. Is that something you find as an educator? Well, it's something I found as an educator and gives me reason for great concern. The state education department uh, a few years ago eliminated fifth and eighth grade 
social studies tests. So tests on, testing on the New York State Constitution and the U.S. Constitution. And while I'm not necessarily the biggest proponent on testing, uh, the blunt truth of the matter is uh, if you don't test it, it's not taught. That's teaching to the test. We hear that phrase all the time. Yeah, but it's, it's just not, it's not being taught. There are considerations. Uh, the state ed has considered eliminating uh, more tests. There are uh, social studies tests, regents tests in uh, high school that have been considered to be eliminated. There is a, uh, right now there's uh, 11th grade U.S. history that's required. There's a regents in that and there is a 12th grade participation in government course that's required for all high school seniors for one half of their senior year. Um, but uh, we feel that really isn't uh, isn't enough, and sometimes even those classes are uh, not not taught. Students get uh, can get credit. I know in my own school district where my son graduated from last year, he took AP Economics and he didn't have to take his participation in government wow, class. Really? Because his AP government counted as that. Hmm. So Tom Levin, uh, past president of New York State Bar Association, Sorry. why is civic education? Uh, why is civic education important to the bar? Well, it's important to the bar because we um, are part of the justice system and the legal system, which is the fabric of our society. It ties us all together and keeps us civilized. And uh, if we don't have people who understand how the system is supposed to work uh, and know um, how to participate in it and have an interest in participating in it, uh, the entire system is not going to survive. And it's in our all mutual, mutual interest of all of us that it survive and thrive. So we're interested in promoting that as much as we can. There's uh, a, a dearth of knowledge about civics, and uh, we see that reflected in civic life generally. You, difficult getting people to participate in public life. People don't come out and vote. Um, and we're really trying to raise the level of awareness of uh, all of the, these issues and their importance. You know, that's an interesting statistic when you see that in Europe and other uh, areas, people come out to vote 80%, 90%. And uh, we had a, 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 a vote, uh, an election in Red Hook, where I'm from, where 50% of the vote came out and it made the headlines. That was considered a big deal. Mm -hmm. uh, these are, of course, teaching these young people, they're the jurors of the future. They may be the lawyers of the future, the public servants of the future, the judges of the future. They have to have that kind of grounding. Wouldn't you agree, Tom? Absolutely. And I think they, they also need to understand the process of government and how it works. If they have a grievance of some kind, they ought to have some awareness of where they need to go in order to have it redressed. And what did you want to add to that, Rich, about from the educator's point of view? Well, one thing that shocked me recently, I was looking at the state education department, was asking for feedback on its uh, proposed framework for civics and participation mm -hmm. in government. And the one thing I found um, distinctly missing from it was specific mention, mention of the principle of popular sovereignty. The, the concept of popular sovereignty, which is a fundamental constitutional principle, is that uh, the people govern, the right. consent of the governed. It's, it's memorialized in our constitution by the word, we the people. We have this contract with our government. And if you're not teaching that to students, the, what's the very foundation of our of our system of self-governance, then all the other things that are taught become political indoctrination. You know, you can study the, you can learn the three branches of government and you can learn checks and balances, but what we need to be teaching uh, each generation is, is that they are the masters of the government and not its servants. Now, what does the State Bar do about assuring uh, that the 
school systems around the state and the state education department uh, put civics education uh, where it should be. Um, I know that we have a lobbyist that walks in the corridors of power. Uh, perhaps I don't know if Rich or Tom want to take this up, but what kind of lobbying does the state bar do for that kind of thing? Well, for that kind of thing, it's uh, not enough at the moment. It's uh -huh. one of the um, things that we've been working on very hard at the committee lately, and Rich can certainly address this further. Um, we have been successful or succeeding so far in that the State Bar's level of interest in this subject has raised significantly recently, and we hope to uh, build it up even greater to make it a priority of the State Bar to push to push the state, the education system, all the branches of state government into making civic education uh, a priority. Rich, what about the people at home, the parents and the grandparents? What can they do to assure that their kids get a proper civics education? Well, they should exercise their right and model being uh, active and engaged citizens. They should contact their school board members. They should contact the superintendents of their school and let them know how important it is for, to them that their children be, uh, be taught how to be active and engaged citizens, how to participate in government. And it's important that they also reach out to their elected representatives and let them know that that's important too. Because if uh, there's not uh, proper uh, emphasis on that coming from state government, uh, then it can go away. Well, not only that, they should lead by example. They should go to their school board meetings and maybe take the kids along, see democracy in action, come visit a court, see what the courts, what the courts are like. Of course, except for juvenile proceedings, courts are open to be reviewed. You're absolutely right. Um, one nice thing about the uh, participation in government uh, requirement that's there for uh, high school seniors is that uh, there's a component where they should do um, participatory uh, exercises like attend a local government meeting or volunteer on an election campaign. And my concern that I talked about before, my, my son doing AP economics, is that he wasn't required to do that and he never got those experiences, which are formative experiences. I've had a student who wound up volunteering on a campaign. She'd never done it before. She was so thrilled with it. She wound up uh, her first year in college uh, applying and getting a fellowship uh, to work on President Obama's or Senator Obama's 2008 campaign, right. which then led to a paid position in the fall on the campaign. She took a leave of absence from school. She applied for a White House internship the next year, uh, next summer, and got that. And then that led to her getting a paid position working for the White House while she was a junior in college and took a leave of absence for that. So you never know where these kinds of experiences, certainly it's not going to lead there for everyone. So civics education pays. Yeah, it can. It pays off dividends <laughs> whether you get a job or whether you're just simply contributing to making your government work. Well, Tom Levin and Rich Bader, thank you for everything you do for civic education. And thanks for joining us today on Radio Rotary. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thanks also to the great staff here at the New York State Bar Association, especially Eileen Garish, Director of the Law, Youth, and Citizenship Program, for making it possible to tape the show here today. Our thanks also to our sponsors, JGS, your essential partner for all your accounting and business consulting needs. Call them at 845-692-9500. And by Salisbury Bank and Trust, your local bank for all your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at SalisburyBank.com. And thanks to our Rotary Club sponsors of New Paltz, Patterson, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Walk Hill East, and our newest sponsor, Warwick Rotary Club. 
This is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and reminding you to join us again this same time next week for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. So long from New York City. Hudson Valley Rotarians invite you to support Shelterbox USA as they provide disaster relief aid for victims around the world. Shelterbox disaster response teams are on site assessing people's needs and ensuring that your invaluable support goes directly to those who need it most. For more information and to donate, go to shelterboxusa.org. That's shelterboxusa.org.